coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. It's a trap! A night trap, that is! It's dangerous to go alone, so Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including the Dark Souls delay and a brand new Castlevania game. And then on Thursday, come back, we're going to be talking about Nintendo Labo. In the meantime, though, Mark, how you doing? I'm... Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'm on so much cold and allergy medicine right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm feeling great you in are the feeling... moment. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Just burping right into the mic. Amazing. The, the gross thing is that's not yeah. even really a burp. It was more just like trying to talk and my throat being coated in so much mucus. And that was the sound that all escaped that could escape. Yeah. Wow, man. Wow. Uh, <laughs> right before we started rolling, be I, 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 asked, I asked how you were doing because you seemed far away is what I said. We're going to be fine. <laughs> we're going to get through this. We're going to have a great show. We, this is a great show. I already said we're going to have a great one. It is going to be a great one. Before we get started, we do need you to help us out. And by when I say you, I don't need, mean Mark. He's too drugged up to help out. We need you, the listeners, to help us out. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, we're trying to get enough reviews up there so we can submit ourselves as press for E3, and then we can go and get high on cold medicine and <laughs> walk around the E3 show floor. I don't know what we do. Um, special thank you to Super Game Joy and Lance84858595 for leaving us five-star reviews this week. Uh, it helps us tremendously. People can That's how people discover the show. Um, and all of that helps us. Plus, we might uh, go to E3 for you. Yeah. Yeah. This and, is all good. And also, mm. no guest weather this week. But if you want us to do guest weather, That's we right. would love to tell you the weather of some place, any place. Preferably a place that we've never been and will never go to. But you have to leave that, th- those requests in your review or like tweet at us or whatever. And we'll right. Yeah. We just don't want to have to. We just don't want to decide. We're paralyzed with choice. Even though there are innumerable places on this earth that we could do weather, for some reason it's paralyzing every week when we had to try to think of one. Yeah, because because we're like, have we been doing too much in like the Midwest? Are these too many American cities? And then we're like, what are non-American cities? Look, we're idiots. Do our job for us. We're too dumb. We are too dumb. If you want more evidence of wh- how we're too dumb, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. Collectively, the show is at Nincart Society. And the Facebook page, if you want to go there, is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, Mark. Sonic Forces. Yeah. My copy of Sonic Forces is still out there in the world. Oh, okay. The way you were, like, uh, the way you built up to that, I wasn't sure if it had returned. No, if... Sonic Forces returns to me, I'm texting you immediately. Okay, yeah, you will that know, makes sense. You will know within the hour. <laughs> um, because at this point, it's been gone for like a month and a half. It's been gone for a while. So um, if anyone has seen my copy of Sonic Forces, please return it to me. Otherwise, if you would like to get on a list to maybe someday borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, you should send your address to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And I will add you 
to the list. And then maybe someday you will get a copy of this thing. Um, Mark, do we want to talk about the um, our, our our next uh, event episode that we need people's help with? Yes. Okay. So at some point in the future, maybe in the next like month or a month and a half or so, um, we are going to be determining which is the best starter Pokemon of all time. Now... The, the best of all time. So there's something like seven generations of Pokemon now? Yeah, the seven. We're anticipating the eighth being announced for Switch. But until then, we need to know which of those starters is the best. The best. I want clearly articulated answers, and I don't want anyone to say Pikachu. Do you start with him in, in yellow? Do you start with him in yellow? Uh, I think it's an option to start with him in yellow, yes. I don't want anyone to say that. You can think it, but don't say it. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> I think Pikachu's a valid option. Oh, we may have to stop the show right now. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. So I've actually not been playing a bunch of Nintendo stuff this week. I did pick up God of War on Friday, and I have sunk a bunch of time into it. Um, I was uh, alone on Friday night and most of Saturday, uh, and I um, took the opportunity just to sink my teeth into that game, and I'm really enjoying it a lot. I know it's not a Nintendo game, but I'm really having fun with it. How many hours do you think you're in? I've probably put in like somewhere between 8 and 10. Wow. At this point. Does the game give you like an idea of how far along you are into it? Like, is there a completion uh, percentage or anything? No, uh, no, I, I really have no concept. Um, I could be, you know, uh, just at like the beginning of where the game opens up. I could be like halfway through it. Um, I, I really have have no way of knowing. Do you find the narrative satisfying? Yes, that's the cool. Narrative is satis- is satisfying. The um, characters are well acted. They're well written. Um, and there's lots of like fun, crazy set pieces and stuff. So like, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, um, as much as I, or more than I thought I would. That's awesome. I haven't been playing anything new. I've just been playing a bunch of Stardew Valley this week. Mm -hmm. I finally figured out the fishing mechanic. The fishing mechanic isn't that hard, right? I, I thought it sucked. (laughs) Well, Uh, no, no argument from me. I don't think there's any good fishing in a video game. Any. Uh, yeah, I mean, I for some reason, when I first tried it, I was just... Okay, basically what happens is... Walk me through it. A Walk little, a little indicator shows up, mm-hmm. and there's a little icon of a fish, and it'll go up and down this indicator, and you have to try to follow it um, by pressing the Y button. Right, to like keep it within... To keep like your barriers within like the range of where the fish yeah, is, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. And in the beginning, before you've leveled up at all, it sucks. It's terrible. It is not fun. It's hard to catch anything. I hated it. So I've, you know, I've put, I don't even know how many hours in this game at this point, And I've just never done the fishing because I hated it so much. Um, but then finally, I'm trying to complete those bundles in the community center. Okay. And like, there's an entire aquarium full of fish that you're supposed to catch. And so I have decided I finally had to do it. <laughs> Once you catch just like a couple of fish then you start leveling up your fishing skill and it becomes a lot easier and you get like bait and new fishing poles and all this kind of stuff um 
but man, I just I love that you know there's an entire aspect of this game that I'm just now discovering. That's so funny it for so long because like I, I probably played Stardew Valley for like four or five hours, um, and I like fishing was part of it for me that like I was doing from almost the very beginning because you get a fishing rod. Yeah, really first couple of days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> really early in the game. Um, but it, it's cool that uh, you found like another aspect of the game uh, to enjoy. Um, do we know when the multiplayer? I don't think an official date has been announced, but mm. it seems to be coming soon, like in the next month or so. Uh, I think that might be really fun to check out together. Yeah, well, what, what would we be doing multiplayer? Great question. I don't know. We're just going to be like running around a farm like, picking parsnips together yeah maybe it's like animal crossings mm. multiplayer where you just like visit the person's town and just throw trash everywhere <laughs> yeah exactly um we have also of course been playing nintendo labo but we will talk more about that on thursday but early impressions i would say kind of positive yeah i th- thought it was cool mm, just just tantalizing enough to bring them back all right yeah. mark let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week All right, Tuesday, April 24th, South Park, The Fractured Butthole is coming out. I'm, I, this is one that I am going to play. Do you think you'll get the DLC packs immediately, or do you think you'll just kind of like wait and see how it goes? No, I'll, I'm going to wait and see how, because I'm fully prepared to not love the game. Sure. Um, but if I'm enjoying it a ton, I, I, you know what? I, mean, I think I'm probably just not going to get the DLC. Because um, even when I like games like this, um, the game itself is cer- almost certainly going to be enough for me. Um, you know, I've loved uh, a lot of the recent um, Fire Emblem games. I don't need the extra content. Um, I liked Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. I didn't need uh, the the DLC content there. I bought it there, but um, you know, I've the the game the game is game enough without having extra stuff. I assume South Park will be the same way. Uh, also coming out today is a game that the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I like saying it is Hello Kitty Cruisers. Now, this is almost certainly Hello Kitty Cruisers and not Hello Kitty Cruisers. But like, I mean, it's a fine read. And yeah. It made us both chuckle. Uh, also, The Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia is out today. Uh, yeah. Dark Horse. Uh, yeah, and we looked into this, and this is like the third volume in Dark Horse's like set of like, like Hyrule Historia. Art and uh, artifacts. Yeah. So if you already have two thick volumes of Zelda stuff from Dark Horse and you want a third, uh, Tuesday's your lucky day. And then on Thursday, April 26th, uh, the Neo Geo game is Ghost Pilots. Yeah, that's a, like an overhead like shooting... You're in an yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be as interesting as the title leads you to believe. No, no. Because um, it could be about like ghost television pilots. Now that would be very funny. Ghost pilots. So like, what? Go- how are there? Are there that many ghost TV shows? There really aren't. No, I would. I would There's... say there are not any at all. Well, how what many a- are there? What about ghosted? I don't think that's about ghosts. You don't is think it? it's about ghosts? It might be. I don't even know what it is. It's uh that Adam Scott. Um, oh yeah that is about ghosts. that is about that's, ghosts. okay yeah, very definitely about ghosts <laughs> okay very good one <laughs> ghostbusters well, was, that was about ghosts well see i was thinking like pilots that 
died and then like didn't make it and now they're a video game for some reason so that would be fun that would be a fun concept for someone to take uh failed pilots or rejected pilots from like 10 20 years ago and just make it into a show now just br- just bring it right to series yeah i think that'd be good uh also coming out is a music creation software suite called korg gadget yeah and korg gadget is a, a music software suite that has been available on a bunch of other platforms um, but now also coming to Switch, which is maybe a little bit strange uh, that you'll be making music with your Switch and maybe with your cool new Labo toy piano. Hmm? Uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. Thursday. No spoilers. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it this week as far as I'm concerned. Saturday Morning RPG is also coming out uh, on Thursday, On Thursday, um, which uh, I know it caused like a little bit of a splash when it came out on like Steam and stuff. Uh, but it looks like it's a kind of, um, you know, nostalgia-fueled, like, late 80s, early 90s Saturday morning cartoon-themed RPG. So, you know, think G.I. Joe and Transformers and all of that stuff kind of crammed together into a turn-based, like, semi-active um, combat system RPG. Cool. All right. Uh, Mark, let's get out of the new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, where a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, we're going to talk about who we think is going to die in Infinity War. So... I guess spoilers for the rest of the Marvel Universe up to this point. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> if you don't know who is in Infinity War, then That's right. any discussion of this kind will be a spoiler of sorts. Right. We have no advanced knowledge of what's going to happen in Infinity War. Oh, yeah. War. None at all. None at all. Um, but we like to make some dumb guesses, and so that's what we're going to do right now. Mark, who do you think is going to die in Infinity War, and why is the easy answer Hawkeye? The easy... <sighs> Um, because nobody cares about him. Nobody cares about him. He's not in a lot of the promotional material. He's not very interesting in uh, the movies. Also, look, look, Mark, look. We need to get Clint Barton out of the way, so we got room for Kate Bishop to come in and be Hawkeye. That'd be awesome. We need Kate Bishop. We need Kate Bishop. We don't need Clint Barton. Somebody who I who is not going to die is okay. uh, Rhodey, Iron Patriot. Sure. Because they already kind of like pulled that in Civil War, where you're like, is he going to die? Is he not going to die? And then he just didn't and die. And then he didn't. And so it would be, it would actually kind of be really funny. <laughs> if if it's did. like the exact same emotional beat, but he dies. <laughs> he dies in this one. <laughs> yeah, that would be, I was, uh, that was going to be my joke answer was uh, Quicksilver. They find a way to bring him back. <laughs> and then he dies again. So I guess like the big, uh, not even rumor, what everybody's feeling is that Captain America is going to die. And so. One, do you think Captain America is going to die? Or do you think that they won't do it in order to, to subvert like everybody's expectations? Oh, that's interesting. Um, no, I do think that Captain America needs to die at some point. Um, I don't know if it feels weird for me to have him die in an Avengers movie. Uh-huh. Um, or if like I would want that to be as part of 
a Captain America movie. Well, I don't think he's making him being Chris Evans making yes. any more Captain America movies. I think the Avenger movies are the end of his contract. So if it was going to happen, I think it's going to happen in one of the Avenger movies. Um, do we know where like everyone else's contracts are? Like if uh, like is uh, Robert Downey Jr. is he done after Avengers four? Or yeah, I I don't know. Or like uh, Chris Hemsworth. Like I I could see. I expect uh, Infinity War to be like a crazy thing that like pulls some sort of like insane uh, reset button or like end of the war, like something really catastrophically bad to happen to our characters. Yeah, absolutely. And, and possibly like the, the entire world they live in. I would not be surprised if um, when we are moving out of Avengers 4, it is like into an alternate version of reality. Oh, that could be interesting. Where just like a few, almost like uh, um, the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars style of like, uh, uh, there's like a last um, group of characters who just get like sucked into some sort of alternate world and have to like rebuild from there. But I don't know. I don't, I well, and it's especially uh, just like staying on that uh, John Hickman vibe, um, the Thanos in this movie is accompanied by, you know, Black Swan and Corvus Glaive. Um, two of the character or Proxima Midnight, sorry, um, and Corvus Glaive, two of the characters from um, the Infinity event that Jonathan Hickman wrote as part of his like Avengers run, um, which led up to Secret Wars um, and then like pulled a, a giant reset in, in the Marvel Universe. So it seems like and those characters were introduced in his run. So it seems like they are taking some notes from Hickman. So you think that after not this movie, but the next Avengers that comes out next year, mm-hmm. that they will use that as a way to like reboot something, the yeah. Marvel Universe. Um, well, and like, how much time are we going to be spending in, uh, like, in the time between uh, Avengers three and Avengers four? Right, because, um, I guess I'm I'm making some assumptions here about Ant Man and Wasp. Is that going to take place after Avengers three, or is it maybe taking place before? Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know where that one fits. I know that Captain Marvel is like in set in the 90s or something yeah so like it seems to avoid all of this altogether so to answer the four the question of the 433 i don't think captain marvel is dying because she's not in this movie <laughs> that's that's a pretty good answer <laughs> um let's see i'll say loki loki's gonna die but i guess we will never know yeah until we'll, friday well and then in fact we will know we were accompanied today by pianist sam moffat thanks sam And that music, of course, means now that we are in the news. Some a little bit of sad news. Dark Souls remastered for Switch and the accompanying Solaire of Astoria Amiibo have been delayed to sometime this summer. Uh, the game was originally scheduled for release alongside the PS4 and Xbox One versions on May 25th. But now it's just kind of an indetermined date. Yeah, how do you feel about that? It's kind of a bummer. Uh, I was looking forward to it. And I was looking forward to buying it on Switch for, of course, the portability factor. But um, I don't know. I guess I'm just hoping it's not too long of a delay. Yeah, I mean, so the fact that it's a that's a remaster of, of the game and not like something new, I feel less bad about it not coming to Switch day and date. You know, um, that if it was out on all these other platforms and then Switch, you know, just like four months later or whatever. Um, that that's like a missed opportunity, but like 
even in four months, the Switch, it's still going to feel like the thing that should be on Switch, right? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I also, I wonder, this is just pure speculation, if the problem has something to do with uh, maybe like online, the online aspect of the game. Yeah. Because we were supposed to have a network test before the release, and that, of course, didn't happen because the game got delayed. But uh, a number of people were able to play it at PAX East, where the game was showcased at like the Nintendo booth, I believe, or maybe uh, <laughs> Bandai Namco's booth. Right, right, right. But it was there, and it was in playable form, undocked, and uh, so in handheld mode, and people said it was running really well. So uh, who knows what the reason is, but the fact that it's only a couple of months gives me hope that um, it'll be out when they say it's going to in summer and not get delayed past that. Um, I wonder if there is something about the online infrastructure that is going to be vastly improved with uh, Nintendo's like online program, um, and if they are just holding it until September or whenever that's going to launch. Yeah, uh, and a net- they have said that they will be doing a network test on the Switch. That didn't get canceled outright. It just got pushed to an uh, unannounced date. Uh, closer to the release of the game. So stay so. tuned! Uh, I am sorry to inform you that I'm becoming an accomplice and perpe- perpetuating some not news this week. Oh, Mark. When I tell you that N- Nintendo's Shinya Takahashi was asked at the BAFTAs about the possibility of Wave Race appearing on Switch, and he replied, quote, you may see that game again. We have been trying to make many games, and that may be one of them. I personally love Wave Race. End quote. Uh, Takahashi was one of the directors of Wave Race 64, and this is, of course, not news, because pretty much any game that isn't currently announced could potentially be announced in the future. Right. That Nintendo is working on many games. uh, This could be one of them. (laughs) Yeah. So... And, of course, the guy who worked on Wave Race 64 loves Wave Race. Like, uh, what, what else... I mean, what what is what's the other scenario that like he worked on it and just hated every second of it? Why would you make that game? I I would love if sometimes somebody's response to like, hey, what about like Wave Race or something? Instead of being like, like, yeah, just no, (laughs) no, we are not making another Wave Race. Anyways, um, would you welcome a Wave Race on uh, on the Switch? Sure, yeah. I I I I don't really. uh, I never played. You never played 64 64. or like the GameCube one or anything. Um, I played 64 a lot. It was one of those. um, It was a very early Nintendo 64 game, not launch title because there were just two of those. Um, And so like I had it and played just the hell out of it. Um, And I I don't even know if I liked it that much, but I remember just thinking how like novel it was that, you know, the water levels like raise and lower with each lap. So like you have to do each one differently and the water physics were all very interesting. Um, and it all sounds like totally trite stuff now. Um, but, you know, when it came out in like 1995 or 96, whenever that was, um, it seemed like a, a, a cool revelation. It's just weird that like there's, a, and I guess there are a bunch of these Nintendo franchises that don't have um, like fun, bright characters or anything. It's just like, you know, I've got no nostalgia for like that dude in the red helmet. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's not even like F-Zero where you're like, oh, at least the ship looks cool. <laughs> right. It's yeah. It's like these are all jet skis. I don't know. It's all, they're all ski dudes. And, you know, if you're upset that, uh, you know, this podcast has fallen trapped to the not news mm. uh, spider web. Yes. I have one thing to say. 
Sorry, Kitty Cruisers. I don't. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if I like it, Mark. I, I think if, if I just good. do it enough, people yeah. will just like accept it, even if they don't like it. That we just start calling our fans Kitty Cruisers. <laughs> that feels mean and unnerving. <laughs> it does. Okay. Uh, thanks to an accidental link leak on the PlayStation Network, we have some additional details on the upcoming Sonic Mania update. Uh, which will also be available as part of Sonic Mania Plus. So potential spoilers. Mm. All zones will have transitions, like animated transitions. Okay, is will... it like a like a cartoon between them, or what? Are we no, saying? I don't think so. I think like you know how in some of the zones there were those little animated like cutscenes. Yeah, sure. All of the, all of the zones will have those now instead okay. of just the few that had before. You can skip every cutscene now. Uh, totally new menu design. You can change the options on save files so you can disable the time limit if you want to, among other things. Oh, I hope they can disable the uh, the continue system. I know, right? That'll probably never be changed. A new DLC option showed up in the menu, so maybe there's more DLC to come. Hmm. Uh, the, they made a lot of changes to the Metal Sonic boss fight. So... Okay, this is like you're running like with him or away from him or yeah, something. Like that? Yeah, yeah, and he's like shooting missiles then you have to like jump over them and yeah. then at the end you have to become like a spin like a ball thing to like right. uh ricochet things at him. Apparently they're like changing all of this. Uh phase 2 is reducing you only have to hit him 3 times and the run segment after has been shortened. And then phase 3 has been completely redone as a fight with Metal Sonic Kai from Sonic knuckles chaotix but it's a blue metal sonic Kai. i mean that means nothing to me <laughs> well we've talked about knuckles chaotix on the show before haven't we? we have yeah but like <laughs> i didn't retain any of it mark i expect you to remember everything i tell you about knuckles chaotix <laughs> and then there's also other charmy the bee vector the crocodile <laughs> mighty the armadillo mighty is in this game mighty is in this game or will be yes sorry. other animation updates and improvements and stuff like that it seems like it's a pretty big update uh, I the thing that I'm most interested about in here is the fact that there's more DLC possibly, um, as indicated by a, a menu here. Yeah, I wonder if they'll just release new zones. That'd be cool. New zones would be cool. Like other, other like uh, cause um, Mean Bean Machine is in this game for a hot second, right? It would be cool to see like uh, you know, Sonic Spinball or like other kinds of Sonic games like woven into this too oh yeah that would be fights cool. or whatever nis america announced they are bringing disgaea one complete to north america this autumn to celebrate the disgaea series 15th anniversary uh disgaea 5 complete was one of the first jrpgs on the switch around this time last year i played the demo for it it seemed nice <laughs> but not uh not one that you're excited to go back to the first entry in the series or uh I mean, tell me how you feeling here, Mark. How you like Disgaea number one, the original OG Disgaea? I don't know any. I don't know enough about it to form an opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm basing all of my knowledge of the Disgaea series on the demo that I played, right? Of Five Complete, Mm -hmm. which seemed interesting. It was a tactical RPG, as far as I could tell. (laughs) Um, I think, like for me, the like anime aesthetic of it is not really my bag yeah sure you know where everybody's wearing like halter tops and stuff right they if they're lucky right right Uh, normally it's just like boob armor plates yes and maybe like some shin guards yeah stuff like that um labo was released last week and as part of the rollout nintendo updated their online store to let users buy spare parts as needed it's kind of hilarious you can buy like a 199 
you know, like piece of cardboard that's that you pretty, might need. That's pretty funny. Also, the Japanese site offers PDF versions of the cardboard sheets. So I saw this PDF versions of the cardboard sheets. First of all, you're going to need to be able to print on like a pretty large piece of cardboard, well, right? No, no, no. I mean, or I, I guess that's one way to do it. I just assumed that you would print it out and then use it as a pattern to cut on like a regular cardboard box or something sure. if you needed to. Um, but so, you know, we spent some time putting together some Labo and uh, they all, everything is like pre fold or pre like scored. scored. So you yes. could like, fold, so you can fold it easily if you need to. And punch it out. And there's mm-hmm. some really like small, like if you were doing this all with a PDF um, and you had it all scaled correctly, because if you print it out the wrong size. Yeah, what a nightmare. <laughs> Sounds like more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, and then you're like, you're what, you're there with like an X-Acto knife, cutting out like a tiny little, like, oh, I need to get the, the teeth for the piano, I need to stick out through this thing. I think it would, I, it doesn't seem worth it. I Well, I spend the dollar or two <laughs> and buy the replacement part. Maybe it's for, you know, people who are naturally crafty, unlike ourselves. Yeah. What are you talking about? I I, uh, I customized our little remote control car here. I feel like I did a very nice job. I mean, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> There'll be pictures up on our there Twitter. There's no X-Acto knife. Instagram. That's right. No, no, no X-Acto knife. Uh, Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition is coming to Switch this summer. Okay, so we talked about night. We talked about this when it was originally announced and like maybe coming to Switch so, and then not coming to Switch. Yeah, I think we talked about it when... The developers of this 24th anniversary, 25th anniversary edition, uh, went on Twitter because I think it's been out for other platforms for months now. Yeah. Um. Somebody was asking about it coming to Switch when it was uh, announced for other platforms, and the guy said the Nintendo was initially interested, and then after a couple of days, they backed out, or they came back to him and said they were no longer interested, or whatever. They ghosted. They ghosted on him. Yes. Uh huh. Ghost piloted them, and. I, I'm guessing when you're just trying out disappearing <laughs> on someone. Uh, I, I'm going to guess what happened. And here's my guess. Yeah. Is that it was around the time that the Switch was originally released. This is a small indie developer. And the way Nintendo has been approaching or like has been working with indie developers is it's almost like once you get a game on the Switch, uh, you become all you can become like a producer and you can you become a, a good Samaritan who can bring other games in. Sure. Right? As like kind of like an ambassador for that indie developer. Yeah, you're already like an approved partner so you can bring other partners into the fold. And so I think that Night Trap was, or the developer behind the Night Trap um, 25th anniversary edition was not in part of Nintendo's like network, but then they no found one, a partner. No one wanted to spend their social capital <laughs> there on. It was early. I don't, need, I don't even know switch. if they knew they had social capital. Yeah, sure. Uh, but at this point, it's possible for somebody to help them out. So that's why I think it's coming now. Uh, Night Trap is, of course, an infamous full motion video game that became the center of the conflict over like video game violence and basically like immoral video games in the 90s. That eventually birthed the ESRB. Yeah, so I, perhaps historically significant. Uh, there's no reason for you to pick this up on Switch, right? I mean, unless you want to. But yeah. Okay. Sure. Yes. There's no reason to do anything unless you want to. It is the opinion of this side of the Nintendo Cartridge Society that you have no reason to pick up this game. I, I think it's a historical curiosity. I agree. And let it stay in in the history books. Agree to disagree. I'm just saying we're not going to, like, review it on this show. I mean, I'm not buying it. No, that's right. Yeah. 
Uh, Konami is making a new Castlevania game for mobile. Oh. Castlevania Grimoire of Souls has co-op play for up to four players. It's only been announced for Japan so far, but press releases for the game mention something about like connecting players around the globe, so maybe it'll get a release in the West. Uh, yeah, but also it's a mobile game, right? It's a mobile game with real-time co-op gameplay, which I feel like that hasn't really caught on in the West. Is this a like action platforming game? It appears to be, yes. That you're somehow controlling it's like a puzzle game or from something. like a, a well, right, yeah. um, but like, is that the kind of game you want to play on mobile? It's not the type of game I want to play on mobile, mm. but I think this is for the Japanese market where mobile games are, um, like trouncing everything. So yeah, so you think they've. It, but like mobile mobile games that are designed for mobile though, right? Like this is sort of taking a uh, a console or like handheld style of game and just putting it on mobile and being like, well, here we go. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, optimized for mobile. You think it's you think it's gonna be just crushing it? You think this is gonna? This no, is a I, I have no faith that a new Castlevania game from Konami is going to be good. But we have Bloodstained to look forward to. That's true. That's true. Um, and really, like if we want Castlevania like games. Um, every game that comes out is classified as a Metroidvania in one stripe or another. So, like, you know, may- maybe we don't need Castlevania anymore. Yeah, that's true. It's that kind of makes me sad to think about, but it's true. I, you know, after playing uh, Super Castlevania, Super Castlevania Four. What's the full name of that game? I think just Super Castlevania Four. Yes. Um, I'm a little bit hard pressed to like really see the value in the series um like i know monster like movie monsters are cool and like something that is just a pure like action platforming like combat based creepy like i I guess i sort of abstractly understand the value of all of that but as like what makes castlevania castlevania um its specific appeal eludes me a little bit well, it's also gotten so far away from this idea of, like, movie monsters. Yeah. Like, they don't even really factor into the games anymore. I, well, they should bring that back, though. I, I want to fight Frankenstein. I yeah, fight. I think that's a fun idea. Yeah, I think that, that's, that's a, what we need to steer back to. Um, isn't Grimoire of Souls, wasn't that also the name of, like, a uh, PS Vita or PSP um, Silent Hill? spinoff or game that like way forward made that's like oh geez um there's a grimoire of lost souls that's uh, is that a silent hill game it is not a silent hill game oh. it is something else okay maybe i don't know what i'm talking about yeah well i don't know what you're talking about so. <laughs> good enough for me finally a couple of weeks ago we learned that spike was going to be a playable character in mario tennis aces thanks to a nintendo of europe trailer for switch even though he hasn't been like officially revealed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well thanks to a japanese (laughs) retailer offering a handbag as a pre-order bonus for the game and on that handbag there's like images of a bunch of different play what we're presuming are playable characters yes in mario tennis aces we also know that birdo diddy kong and paratroopa are going to be playable characters as well Patrick, my question for you is, do you feel either positively or negatively about some n- Nintendo characters just being named as the thing they are? Uh, like, it's not like, uh, oh, Perry uh, the Paratroopa. It's just sure, Paratroopa. Sure, sure. Uh, well, so where do we... Uh, Yoshi. Is that his name or is that like a, a race of creature? It is both, yes. 
I guess. I guess it's both. So we've got a pretty big example of like a, a famous and beloved one that is just named what he is. And is Birdo a Birdo? Or is Birdo a I feel like dinosaur? Birdo, I feel like Birdo is singular, right? Like there's, there's only one. There's just one Birdo. Uh, like when, Tigger. When yeah, when you encounter her over and over again in um, Super Mario Brothers Two, I think you're encountering her like over. It's it's the same character. Over oh and over yeah, again. absolutely. They're persistent. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And when she appears to be a different color, like that's she's, she's just angry. She's just right, right. <laughs> or she's doing that on purpose. She's like, <laughs> I'm gonna be gray today. Right. Yeah. Spends a couple hours in the mirror. But like paratroopa. Okay, uh, that one I feel like. Come on, let's just laziness. Let's name him. Um, let's go back to. Uh, is isn't there a uh paratrooper troopa? Sorry, in Paper Mario, like Thousand Year Door. Maybe even the first Paper Mario. There has to be. I don't remember his name, but he has one. But he must have a name. I do kind of like Chain Chomp just being named Chain Chomp, though. I like to imagine that Chain Chomped, like his parents named him. Or her chain chomped. Uh, I I, I kind of like the idea that um, it's impossible to name a chain chomp. Chain chomp. We are both having a hard time saying this. <laughs> chain yeah, chomp. Yeah, but I have the excuse of cough medicine. <laughs> That's right. Well, and my excuse is I'm hanging out with uh, someone who's high on cough medicine. Um, I, you know, I, I recently played uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, and I forgot that there are chain chomps in that game. Um, they're just there, and there's also a chain chomp in Link's Awakening too. So like. These things, they traverse universes, man. So you call them whatever you want. They know they're Chain Chomp. <laughs> they are Legion. Yeah, good enough for me. Um, and then what about Spike? I guess that's... I don't really have any affinity for like those spiky characters. No, they're annoying in the game. They You're are not, annoying in like, the game. At no point in my life have I been like, oh, I really wish I could control one of these things. Well, you'll have the option to in June. When does this game come out? June feels right to me. June feels right. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. And that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like this episode, you could share it with a friend or on social media platforms. Um, if you're doing it on Twitter, you can tag us or whatever. Um, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. We're also on Facebook, but, you know, so are a lot of things. Um, if you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can find more of Ape Betty's music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, how is a chain champ going to name anyone? All they can do is bark, right? Thanks for listening. Campfire.